So today has been a very different construction of the podcast. 3.15, Tuesday, October 19th. Um, came in really early today, like 11. Uh, shortly, I will be one of the celebrity bartenders, celebrity wait staff at the Victory Center's Vegas event. Uh, that was why Kimberly Newman was on a couple of weeks ago. So Tuesday, uh, no, Wednesday is our community day. So got my uh, got my work done here before noon and then got some more work done. And we have three guests today. Kind of quickies, no, no long 45-minute conversations, but there's some things I think you'll find kind of interesting. Last up, who I just recorded with, uh, Melissa Andrews from WTOL. And as you'll hear me tell her, it is not, she's not off the hook for an official podcast visit. Because uh, this was just to talk about something that she's been involved with for several years now. Um, Strong for uh, Sierra Strong, where we you remember the the Sierra jogging tragedy tragedy from back in 2016, the whirly guy that got her and took her life, and it was a terrible tragedy. Um, there are some lights coming out of that, and there's an event that's now happening at UT coming up on Friday night. Melissa's on to talk about that. Before her, uh, my friend Amy from the Imagination Station will be on. Um, Amy Moore, part of their marketing department. They, I thought they had a couple of things going on. They have a lot of things going on, including, as I suspected, more than just science movies coming to uh, the Key Bank Theater, which I have yet to be at. Maybe some way we'll get a Marvel movie on there sooner rather than later. And uh, first up, from DPI, Downtown Perrysburg, Inc., Chelsea Palmer is back on. She's visited the show on the podcast before because they have a Halloween event coming up. So that's the order. Chelsea, Amy, Melissa, and as always, I thank you for being here. Are you there? I'm here. Are you there? No, you you are there. I am. (laughs) How's, How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Good. Long time no talk, no see, no nothing. It's like there's been a pandemic. I know. Something like that, right? What have, uh, what have you been up to? Just a whole lot of work and DPI stuff is finally kicking in gear. So I've been super busy with that and just living the dog mom life. <laughs> Downtown Perrysburg Initiative? Inc. Inc. Um, it's been busy with, uh, without that stuff kicking in. I guess, you know, inside the five, they, uh, they popped in there. There's, uh, there's more stuff than ever going on down there. Oh yeah. Like downtown Perrysburg is just booming like crazy. It was, uh, it was over the summertime probably, or maybe early summertime. There's some nerdy, and I say that it with, with much <laughs> love, some nerdy comic book video game place that I went to uh, down the street from the library. And it was just a regular Friday night. There wasn't anything that, that was going on that I was aware of, but maybe, maybe there was, but it was just like a sea of people. So... Oh, well, Dora's in effect, so, like, everyone's, like, all in about Dora now, so. Well, th- these were kids. Now, um, oh. <laughs> that might be a Toledo thing. No, no, no. There, there was something going on that night, but it was just nice to see, like, there was no big major event, and people are out enjoying themselves. Right. How has uh, how's Dora gone so far there? So far, so good. We haven't had um, any issues that I know of. Like, it's benefiting our events. It's benefiting, you know, the downtown and everything, so... Um, I think it's been a great addition to downtown. Yeah, once uh, Toledo got it it up and going and 
the critics saw that people were not stumbling through streets more than they already were. <laughs> um, it was just, it, it's a no brainer to go to all the other areas. Yeah, no, I, I personally have not experienced Dora downtown Perrysburg yet just because I'm usually working the events and I don't get to just like, you know, mosey around the streets or anything, but, um, all my friends, they do, you know, farmer's market and stuff like that on Thursdays and they really, really enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, if somebody's going to act like an idiot, uh, they were probably going to be an idiot anyway, <laughs> with or without the alcohol. So just grab yeah. grab a drink, give a, give a place some of your business, and it's going to attract more people than might come down for farmer's markets or other things. Exactly, and they um, they definitely didn't turn into Bourbon Street like some right. city council members thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you want to come on and talk about specifically? So we are doing our annual Halloween party, costume party, adults only, um, and we changed the name. It used to be Octo Beer Fest, and we made it into like a beer festival kind of thing, mm-hmm. but we have moved it from Hood Park, well, you know, right at the docks. We moved it up to next side, uh, next Inside the Five, so it's on 3rd Street, so we've changed the name to Nightmare on 3rd Street. I like it. <laughs> um, what are the details? Like... Who's coming? What should I wear? Is there a cost? Is they give me everything? Okay. Um, so it is Saturday, October 30th from 7.30 to 11. Um, it's going to be a tented event. So it's happening right next to Inside the Five on the grassy area there. Um, we have a live band. So we have Distant Cousins, the full band, performing for us. And then um, local beer, wine, and spirits from... You know, Heidelberg is going to be there. We have Ernest Brew Works, um, Inside the Five. We have all the beers that are beers and drinks that we've kind of put together are all Halloween named, themed kind of. So it's kind of cool. Like we have like Boo Thing, which is a pumpkin beer. Um, you know, we have shooters called Booberry and Count Chocula. Um, we're just going to have a really fun adult party and the Good. costumes are recommended. Good. <laughs> Highly are, recommended. Any kind of like costume <laughs> contest or anything like that? Yeah. Yep. We're going to do costume. There's four categories. We have um, best group that is going to be up to five people. Okay. Um, best duo or couple. couple, And then we have best um, male and best female. And so you'll get prizes, which those are to be determined. We're still working on getting all the local gift cards and all that stuff arranged for all the prize winners any uh any entry fee like cover charge yep early bird pricing right now is going to be 25 dollars um as of next week on wednesday we are going to switch it um where it will be well actually we're going to switch it at the door never mind so we're doing pricing all the way up to the event and then the day of the event it'll be 30 dollars at the door well what is uh what does that 30 dollars include is it just entry into the event Yep, just entry into the event. Um, You can buy drink tickets um, for, you know, the shooters and, you know, jello shots and all that stuff. We have high noons, which are super popular right now. Everyone loves loves a good high noon and um, beer and all that stuff. So it's just basically to enjoy the event and support downtown Perrysburg. Good. Uh, Good to know that it's tented, too, in case uh, some freak weather hits at the end of the month because it's always dicey around Halloween. Yeah, uh, the weather's not been too kind to of, kind of us with this rain situation we've been dealing with, but um, it will be a tented event, heated, 
no uh, no need to worry about umbrellas or anything it is on a grassy area so we're not on concrete like normal um so we're just trying to tell people about to prepare footwear properly for that smart um what other stuff is uh coming down the line for november december end of the year in perrysburg and downtown anyway well, um, obviously, Halloween kind of marks our end of what we have going on for the year. It's always like our end of the year cap. But then it also gears us up right for Winterfest that happens in February, which is going to be happening February 14th. Um, so, you know, that's a two-day event. It's going to be great. We're super excited to bring it back again this year. Um, we have been missing it, just like everyone else has. So we're working really hard. We've already started preparation. Um, for Winterfest, it's one of our biggest events of the entire year, and it's just one amazing party that everyone recognizes DPI for. Yeah. Am I crazy, or a couple of the last few Winterfests, it's been like 60 degrees? <laughs> The weather has not been nice to us the last couple yeah. of years. You're, you're definitely, your memory serves you right. So. I couldn't I couldn't remember <laughs> if it was whatever happens at Levis Commons with ice carving or it was you guys with Winterfest. I know you definitely had like some 60 or 58 degree day. I'm like, oh, this is my kind of Winterfest, not the normal yeah. person's Winterfest. Yeah, no, we have not been blessed with snow <laughs> or any kind of cold wintry weather yet. For as, as long as I've been on the board, we've dealt with a lot of rain and a lot of, you know, warm temperatures for Winterfest. So. Maybe the goal is to move <laughs> to April because uh, winter has lingered into the springtime the last handful of right. years. I don't know how many times I've come home from spring break and there's literally been snow on the ground in March and April. Yeah, so. yeah, it's wild. Um, all right, awesome. Well, thanks for the heads up. October 30th, the Halloween party. And uh, what's the new name of it again? It is Nightmare on 3rd Street. I love it. Make sure the uh, the old Fresh Prince song plays a bunch and lots of uh, Freddy Krueger <laughs> things. Oh, always. Awesome. All right, well, good to ch- uh, chat with you. Thanks for the time. Yeah, no problem. All right, bye. All right, see ya. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty incredible. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Have you like loaded up three hours of content since I said uh, we have unlimited time? <laughs> no, but I do have a ton of stuff we can talk about. So <laughs> I'm I'm good with that. I uh, I didn't plan much. Excited. I I'm loaded up with guests today. Your guest number two. So. Let's uh let's dive in. What uh what do we what do you want to talk about first? After dark or what else do we have? Well, we have our science after dark. We have a couple of different things that are going on from our movie series to our uh, first event since we had to stop doing them since COVID. Um, we also have um, our levy campaign. Obviously, we have Monster Bash coming up, and are planning some really fun events for members. So, I mean, you name it, we have it going on. <laughs> we'll come. We'll go to the levy last. I've already voted, by the way, and I checked yes. But we'll give people a bunch of reasons as to why you guys are so important, and then they can obviously make the choice to obviously make the vote. So, uh, let's do after after dark. This is a big fundraiser for you guys, right? Yeah, so we have a couple of different things that are going on with our Science After Dark. The first one is actually coming up this week, and this is something that is new for us. Um, now that we have the addition of the KeyBank Discovery Theater, um, we're rolling out what we're calling Science After Dark Special Features. So, Um, obviously during the day we're showing different educational films, really cool things that are in 3d, but we're taking this opportunity. 
Are you Is it there? not working? Hi. I am. Back. That's okay. Sometimes it can be a little squirrely. Uh, so we're going from uh, from the science features during the day into the nighttime different features, right? Yeah, absolutely. We want to kind of get that uh, more grown-up crowd, the 21 and overs out here to see our brand new Key Bank Discovery Theater. Um, obviously, with Halloween right around the corner, we wanted to pick a movie um, that would kind of get people in the spooky spirit. Uh, we've chosen Scream. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a new one that's going to be coming out at the beginning of the year. So we're yeah. going to take it back to the beginning. We're going to show the original this Thursday. So that would be October 21st at 7 p.m. Um, tickets are 10 bucks. We're going to have a cash bar here. Um, you'll be able to buy all your you know, movie theater concessions, your popcorn, your candy. And then you get a chance to, to experience Scream on a 58-foot screen and, and in a brand new theater. Yeah, I haven't been into the theater yet, but I uh, I had been talking to my friends with you guys for a long time, and I was very excited that we got this here um, with you guys at the Imagination Station. I knew that it was only a matter of time, especially, I guess, COVID um, made us get creative. It's like, we can't just show science films. That's great and all, but we have this great theater. We should do other events here. So I'm glad that's happening. Sure, yeah. And I think, too, you know, it gives us an opportunity to show that, you know, Sure, with the Science Center, you know, we're really good at getting kids engaged with STEM education, but this gives us an opportunity to sort of engage with a new audience, to show people what we're all about here at the Science Center, but just to sort of do that in a different way. So it gives us a lot of opportunities to get creative, to have a little bit of fun, and this is really the first time we get to, to try it out. So we're looking forward to that. Is this uh, is this like once a month thing, once a week, once a quarter? We'll see how the first one goes. How, how do you anticipate this rolling out? So right now we're going to be doing once a month. So right. our October film is going to be Scream. Um, we're already planning for November. We're looking ahead at Top Gun. Um, so we're going to be showing that it's going to be on a Thursday night as well at 7 p.m. Um, I think what we're going to end up doing with Top Gun is to be um, adding on some experiences to that. We're not exactly sure what that's going to look like, but really looking forward to maybe inviting some people in to have some conversations, um, just doing things a little bit differently. So we'll start with just showing the movie, but then add on a little bit more each time so that, you know, it's different from your normal movie theater experience. Sure. A little, uh, I guess, to go with the theme of what's this time of year, leaning into like the Rocky Horror Picture Show things. Tell people to come dressed like Tom Cruise. What is it? It's Iceman and who's the other person in the movie? Oh, I'm not sure. Now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I liked I liked the nostalgia. You know, I guess it's too late to encourage people to come dressed up in in costume for Thursday night. But I love the idea of making it more than just coming to watch a movie, especially since it seems like you're leaning into these iconic ones that tap into things we grew up watching. Yeah, absolutely. And I think really that's what we're all about here at Imagination Station, right? It's all about the experience. You know, we want to. We want to do things differently. We want to do things our way. And that's more than just coming to watch a movie. We want to we want to pair it with things that one makes sense, but to give people a reason to come back. And cool. uh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of opportunity here. I you know, before you mentioned it was going to be Top Gun and I totally get why uh, why you're going that route. I forget when the new one comes out. It was one of the ones that got bumped back because of covid. But I thought you might go with since it's November Thanksgiving Home Alone. I, I hear you now. You got a little shaky for a second. But sorry, sorry, seems to sorry. Be okay. No, that's okay. Um, okay, so let's jump off of the After Dark series. What else is uh, is lined up for you guys to in the, in the coming weeks and months? So um, the last week of October, right before Halloween, um, this is our member-only event. It's called Monster Bash. But what's really fun about that is that we haven't had any 
we haven't been able to do this since before COVID. So 2019 was the last time we were able to do this. This is very popular. We have all the kids come out. They get dressed up. We do trick-or-treat stations. We do fun, spooky activities with them. So we're really anxious to get them back in the building. But what's cool about Monster Bash is that it's going to kick off our spooky science weekend. So then anybody, the general public, can come in and kind of, again, get into that Halloween spirit. Um, our, our team here, they're awesome and really creative, and they've come up with um, a spooky science scavenger hunt. So we're inviting people to come out. They can get their uh, passport, so to speak, at the front desk, and then that will lead them to different places around the building that have to do with different phobias. So Maybe we're talking about the fear of heights. I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to give away the locations. But once people um, find all six locations that we have on our passport there, then they'll be able to leave with a, a fun science goodie bag. Um, it's just kind of our way to get people excited, to get people, of course, in the door and, and to experience the science center, especially since many of them maybe haven't been here in a long time. Sure. And Halloween is a great time to do it because you can get icky and messy and scary and spooky. There's a lot of things you can have, have some fun with with that. Oh, yeah. That's the best part, I think. Right. Like we can do things that maybe you wouldn't be able to do anywhere else. And it's a good opportunity to get messy, to have some fun. And, you know, we like to sneak a little bit of learning in there along the way. Um, you know, that's just how we do things. But, you know, we're looking forward to it. We're kind of slowly but surely getting back to that, quote unquote, normal here at the Science Center. Um, you know, we've only been open since May. So to be able to invite the community back in, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else is coming up? So right now, you know, we're talking about Science After Dark. We're getting ready for our first big event, our first big Science After Dark fundraiser um, since before the pandemic. And this one is called the Holiday Night Market. Okay. Um, we're still fine tuning some of those details, but we've partnered with the Toledo Night Market. I'm not. Are you familiar with them? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a big hit. Yeah, yeah. So we've partnered with them, and they're going to be um, helping us out, and we're going to be inviting 70 uh, local vendors out here to Imagination Station. We're going to get them set up inside and outside of the building, um, and we're going to encourage that 21 and over crowd to to come and visit us here. Um, that ticket price, they're on sale right now, actually, so people can can get their tickets to the Holiday Night Market at Imagination Station now. Um, but that's going to include access to all of those vendors. Um, we'll, again, have a cash bar. We're going to have food trucks here on site. Um, and then they get access to the Science Center. So I think that's kind of the cool part, right? As an adult, you know, you don't really think. And you cut out again. <laughs> I'm sure you'll pop right back. There is you it, are. Is Hi. it okay? Is it yeah, good? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, I, I know where you're going with this, and I love it because it's it's not uh, easy for adults to have a good time at the Imagination Station because they're chasing their kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a mom myself, I know what that's like. They just, they take off. They're having a good time. And while that's great, you know, sometimes the parents want to be able to participate in, in some of the really cool exhibits that we have here. So this gives people an opportunity to do that and they can do it with a drink in their hands. So I feel like, you know, win-win right there. But um we're excited. You know, this is a big deal. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I was surprised this summer because I knew the night markets had done really well um, last year. And I think there was only, or years past, the time is weird right now. But then I was right. surprised to see that there was like one every month this summer. And I, I, But then I wasn't surprised because I knew how much people enjoyed going to them. And these farmer's markets downtown were, were just jam-packed. I knew people really were excited about them. And I knew they were coming to an end. So for you guys to an offer offer a setting to continue them is just a great idea. Yeah, we're really excited. And 
you know, our, our facility here is really big. So we're able to spread out. Plus we're, we're taking our footprint out our doors. So we'll have a lot of different vendors set up in heated tents just outside here in Festival Park. So, you know, people won't feel like they're on top of each other. They'll have a chance to sort of explore a little bit, have a lot of fun and also, you know, support a lot of local vendors who, you know, like us are, are just trying to, to run their business and to make money and, and we're excited to be able to partner and, and provide a, a location for them to do that. What's the date for that? I, I know you said tickets are on sale on the website right now, but what's the date? So November 20th, and that's going to be from 7 to 11 p.m. Um, pre-sale tickets. So if you want to buy them now, you can go to our website, imaginationstationtoledo.org. They're $50, or I'm sorry, they're $40 for members and then uh, hold on, I'm getting this wrong here. Our pre-sale tickets are going to be $40 for members and $45 for non-members, and that's pre-sale, but you can also get them at the door if you decide, you know, night of that you want to come out, and uh, those will be $45 for members and 50 for non-members. Excellent. Does this uh, does this kind of, or maybe take some of the place of, what was it, was it called, the soiree? Is that what, what happened with the big uh, annual fundraiser? So it's the bash is what you're talking about. And yeah, yeah, yes, it does. The bash will be back next year. But since that is our largest fundraiser, you know, we're looking for ways where we have to, I guess, make up the difference, so to speak. Um, So this is a really great opportunity to come out and and support the Science Center. Um, Every every little bit counts because we do a lot here. Um, Not so much in the we do it in the building, but then, you know, we're also out working um, with the local school districts and things like that. So every little bit counts and, and we're excited to have a little fun while we're trying to fundraise at the same time. You're at the libraries on Saturdays tinkering. Uh, the last part of the name escapes me. Am I right with this? You are. So we are doing our tinkering takeovers right yes. now. Um, this is a new grant funded program. Um, and basically it allowed us to develop um, new outreach that we can take all of our fun tinkering activities um, on the road. So we're starting out slowly. Um, we have a brand new tinkering van that is equipped to take our um, our laser cutter, our 3D printer, um, things like that out to different locations in the community. Um, we've started at Toledo-Lucas County Library locations. Um, our last tinkering takeover of this year is going to be this weekend, so October 23rd. And we will be out at the Mott Branch Library just over off Door Street. Um, they do some really cool activities. They have Sphero robots where, um, you know, you can program these robots and get them to move different ways. Um, again, the, the laser cutter, we've also partnered with um, Northwest State Community College and they have a lot of their activities out there too. So just a good opportunity to get out of the house and, and get hands-on with some of our tinkering activities that we do here in the building. Another reason to go to the library as well. I mean, the libraries have tons of stuff to do, but nothing like a laser cutter or a 3D printer. So always good opportunities. Yeah. Um, so all these things are happening and that's why it's important to support the levy that's coming up on the ballot in a couple of weeks, I'd say, right? Yeah, this is, this is an important initiative for us. Um, it's issue two, uh, I'll give you some background. It's a replacement levy. Um, it is, let's see here. It is a 0.197 mil property tax levy. So we are the lowest millage that's on the ballot in Lucas County. So for the owner of a $100,000 home, we're talking $6.91 a year. So this 
this levy, um, if we pass it, we're going to be able to continue to bring in new exhibits. It will give us the funding for operations. It will allow us to create new programming that we'll be able to take into school districts that we'll be able to offer here in the building. Um, it allows us awesome opportunities to continue to make a positive impact on Lucas County. And, and, and it's really important that our taxpayers see that and they see the good work that we're doing here. And, and we hope that they will then. Oh, you faded out again. You'll be back. Hi, now you're back. How's it? <laughs> okay, sorry. I don't know what's going on. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, and there are some perks when uh, for Lucas County residents when you, when you approve that that uh, that levy when you vote yes. Uh, there are certain discounts and whatnot for Lucas County residents. Certain days they can get in for free, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we love our Lucas County residents. It's because of them that that we're able to continue to do what we're doing. So on Saturdays we do offer free admission for Lucas County kids. So we want you to come out with your kids. We want you to enjoy yourself and, and give you that opportunity. Uh, during the week, too, we offer some some special discounts, um, $2 off for Lucas County residents. You know, So we're doing our best to give back to the people who are out there and doing what they can um, to support us. You know, we know we don't stuff out there for everyone. So it means a lot that, that they um, have rallied around us the way that they have over the years. How much, uh, how much are kids normally on the weekends? Ooh, that's a good question. Let's just make up a number. How about twelve dollars? Does that sound close? Yeah, it is close. And I think I think it's well, I think it's fourteen for adults or big kids as we like to call it. So it's not much less than that. I would say eleven to twelve dollars. But you know, you add in stopping at the our atomic cafe, which is just recently reopened, or you know, having lunch at Berries, you know, it can add up quickly. So to, to offer an opportunity for parents to bring their kiddos in um, and not have to pay that admission is, you know. It's the least we could do, right? Like walk, uh, wa- walking half of a kid in on a Saturday afternoon and you've already made your uh, your your voting worth it on election day. Oh, Eric, the, I can't the, hear you. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Hi, Amy. Amy, Amy, hello. I am back. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> no, sometimes it can be a little squirrely. I'm sorry. Um, but I was no. saying like uh, if, a, if you bring a kid in on one Saturday afternoon, you've already gotten your money's worth for uh, for the tax levy for the year. So it's very well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I'm glad that you pointed that out. You know, it's, it's those little things that, that we're able to do that I think really go a long way. And we hope that, you know, it's recognized as, as people are making that decision um, on the ballot. Absolutely. And election day is coming up in a few weeks. Um, thanks for taking all this time. I knew some things were going on. I didn't know this many things, but they're all really excitable things with uh, with being able to do some adulting, watching some nostalgic movies and, and the hol- or, or the night market with you guys. That's such a great idea. Um, hopefully you uh, hopefully it's not so successful where people are like, you need to do this every single month because <laughs> it, could, it could happen because pe- food trucks, drinking, shopping from local vendors and not freezing outside sounds good to me yeah and it sounds just right up toledo's alley right that's how i feel too and you know truthfully you'll have to have me on again soon because we have a lot of stuff coming up uh for the holiday season coming up in december including some really cool stuff at the at the theater that i'm not quite ready to talk about but that people will definitely want to stay tuned for awesome i'm looking forward to it um, I would love if there is slightly more appeal to uh, to nerds like me. So many superhero stuff. I love that stuff. I know the kids will love it. Um, but I'll I'll wait my time. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I know I get I will get my stuff at the theater. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I'm with you though. I mean, who knows what we'll have planned? Uh, that's that's the best part about it is that the opportunities truly are endless. So um, 
whatever we want to do, we can we can likely make it happen. So we'll see. How's Andy? Is she surviving? Is is has her stress gone down? Is her blood pressure lower from the summertime when she just got thrown into Jeep Fest? No, no. I think we're all running around here, um, very busy. But you know, truthfully, we got we got a good good team of people here who you know are, are doing their best to help her find her way. It's funny. She usually says to me, she's like, I feel like because I started in March of 2020 mm-hmm. from home, so you know my um, tenure here has been anything but but typical. Um, but she always says, if you, I feel like, you know, everything. And I was like, I feel like I know nothing. And that you just jumped in here head first. And you're like, you know, everything. She goes, I don't feel that way. I go, maybe we should <laughs> take a page out of each other's books here. Cause it sounds like we both think very highly of the other, but not for ourselves. Well, I think it, you guys are at a great place. Uh, I love work. I love working with you guys all the time when I'm able to get downtown for Jeep Fest or other events. The people with, Imag- with Imagination Station are always so welcoming and such a g- great part of the community. I was very delighted when uh, when Andy when I found out Andy was leaving a place I love. She went to another place that I was very happy to work with her at. We are very happy to have her. So it's it's we work very well together. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for our department and. Uh, how we're able to do some really cool things here. So, Amy, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. And let me know when you want to hop back on when you can make some more announcements for the end of the year, okay? Sounds great. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate you. What's that? Um, is is Rory okay? He's uh, He's got a big game on Thursday night. And uh, I don't know. Baker says, <laughs> Baker says Baker decides if Baker's playing. We'll have to see if he's feeling dangerous. Hmm. Can Rory stay up for the, these night games? <laughs> um, he could probably do like the first half, you know. All right. Um, you He's sa- more worried about his own football games right now, I think. His flag football? Mm-hmm. Um, you sound a little muffled. Can you talk into the bottom part of the phone? How's this? That's much better. Good. Does he have a favorite player, one that he likes to emulate out on the uh, flag football field? No, no, he's not that advanced. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, thank you for taking some time before you go into uh into the world of WTOL. You're welcome. Um. But I figured you were uh you're the person I'd go to because I think there's some changes this year for this Sierra event. Yes, we have a name change and a location change this year. Uh, yeah, I saw it's it's at UT and mm-hmm. what it, now it's Justice for Sierra, right? Well, it's always been Justice for Sierra. That's the umbrella organization. Got but it. this year's um, race is called See the Light Glow Run. So Sierra's nickname was C C E. So we're doing See the Light Glow Run. So. Um, we're partnering with the University of Toledo, and it's part of their family fun weekend on campus. And I think it's a more central location um, for people to be able to come on out. And also, it's on a Friday this year. Yeah. It used to be on a Saturday. Yeah, and it seems, uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned the location, but it seems just more festive and more things going on with it being at the university. It would be great to have kids involved, uh, students in, involved if they, they can be as well. So I'm glad that this partnership arose. It's uh, it's an important cause. It's been now, what, like six years since this happened? Five years, um, this past July. And yeah, I mean, Sierra was a business student at the University of Toledo. We joined with them this year. Um, and they have a scholarship in her name now. So 
they've been really great partners in, you know, helping us to remember her, but also to, you know, keep people safe. And that's kind of our ultimate goal and why we always do these things. A lot of the money goes towards what self-defense classes for women. Well, we have Sierra, uh, we have uh, Sierra strong in the community and that continues to be our free self-defense classes. Um, but we also now have our pilot program, which we've been working on for years, and it actually has to do with incorporating self-awareness and self-defense into the school curriculum. So that's been kind of harder to do because you're adapting the curriculum, the state curriculum in PE and in health. And so we're offering seven courses now. It's a cumulative kind of class instead of, you know, the community um, Sierra Strong program is just a one-time thing. So this builds upon self-defense and awareness learning for kids. And right now we have 17 um, schools that are trying out our pilot program. We're going to learn from them, see what works, what doesn't. And then we're going to launch to any school that wants to participate um, next year. What are some of uh, the parts of that curriculum to make people and kids more aware? Well, I think it's really important for kids not only to know self-defense moves, but also what to do in certain situations. One of the examples that was shared with me years ago when we started talking about this was, for example, if you're walking down the street and someone starts to follow you in their car, what do you do? Do you run? Do you scream? You know, what do you do? And one of the examples given was that you would turn around because likely that person's going to have to turn around their car to continue following you. So just kind of things that don't normally occur to you as an adult, but also as a child, just awareness of your surroundings. Um, it could be code words with your parents if something's happening to them. You know, there's all kinds of different scenarios. And I think that we teach our kids a million things, but I don't know if we teach this as much as, as we should. And so I think it's great that they learn this in the schools. You know, we have the D.A.R.E. program and we have other, you know, we have Alice training. So why not this? Yeah, it makes sense. It's we're decades removed from don't take candy from strangers. Although I don't mm -hmm. know, I don't know if we've ever modernized that um, to the example of what you just illustrated. Yeah. If someone's following you in the car, go the other direction because you can get away, get where you need to find help. Um, and we have some internet stuff in there too, as well. Internet lessons and awareness, which I think is obviously you talked about modernizing. I mean, that's the most current things that kids are dealing with, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, that's why I wanted an example of how do you make kids and young people more aware and like step zero should be try to unbury yourself from your phone. Mm-hmm. That my mom always told me when I was a kid, walk like a lion, not like a lamb, because if you have your head down, you're much more likely to be grabbed than if you're looking around, you're aware of your surroundings, you see people, you make eye contact with people, they know you see them. Yeah, that's just one example for sure. That's how I got into bars when I was 20. Um, 
Just put your head down? No, 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 no. Act like you've been there. <laughs> a- act like act right. like you belong. When I moved out to Detroit and everybody was over 21 and we'd go to these after-hours uh-huh. places, I'm like, I can't, I'm not old enough. They're like, act like you've been here. So, but no. Same. And then when you turn 21 and you're in there with your ID, they're like, wait, you've been coming here for years. Not years. Like It was like six <laughs> months. Well, th- this is all this is all good stuff. Um, it's probably too late to uh, put the call out for volunteers. Hopefully, I know that you were still looking for some, but hopefully, you, oh, g- you got think, the people. Yeah. Oh, I think um, we would certainly find something for you to do if you would oh, like no, no, to no, help. No, no, absolutely, not me. I mean, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and all your listeners. All my listeners. The listeners can go do that. But it's Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. at UT. Will, will it be near uh, the the athletic facilities? Yes, it's on Centennial. And so um, we also have a kids fun run, which we always have. Lots of kids will usually wear costumes. We'll have people handing out candy. So we've always done kind of something where we go along with the Halloween theme. And then, of course, we have the virtual run. If people are still uncomfortable or can't come out but they'd still like to pay a registration fee toward the cause $35 and then we also have the actual um, glow run as well so the in-person run and then we're going to have the ladder 419 beer truck out there and food and music after the race so I think it's going to be really fun good good I'm glad it came together uh, like this with the new location and everything how did Me you too. how did you uh, initially get involved with this were you, you were friends with Tara right um, so actually my husband went to high school with Sierra's, um, aunt and uncle Tara and her uncle Zach. And, um, I kind of stayed, I was actually at the Republican national convention when Sarah went, uh, Sierra went missing, but I did get several messages from people from Evergreen saying, Hey, you're one of us. You're part of our family. Like we need your help getting this out there. Um, unfortunately during that whole week I was gone, she had disappeared and then was found. And, um, I kind of stayed away from, from the story for a long time because of my kind of closeness. I think it's really hard and maybe you feel this too in your line of work when you're in news, sometimes you can feel kind of like a vulture in the wrong at the wrong time. So I wanted to give it some time. I didn't want to, you know, bother the family or use my connection or anything to, to get interviews or anything like that. So I think after the first um, race, um, Tara, Sierra's aunt reached out to me and, and I've been involved ever since in helping launch the organization and get our board together and meet with all these community leaders, different superintendents to try to get the program um, involved in in the schools. Good. Yeah, it seems uh, that it would be a, a helpful part of emotional learning. We're just awareness and and childhood self-actualizing, which there's nothing wrong with that. We can learn all the stuff about um, the history and math and Common Core and all that nonsense. Right, and I mean, this is stuff that you can learn and use throughout your life. I mean, look at the things. I mean, look at what happened to Sierra. Look at what happened on college campuses at parties and um, just it's something I think that anyone can use. And I, and like you said, I think or alluded to, I think we learn things that sometimes we don't use in life and time is given to that. I think this is something that is absolutely necessary. 
Yep. Thanks for doing it. Good to chat with you. Um, are you? you uh, did I interrupt your pre-work nap? Well, I did have a nap. I do nap quite a bit, but I'm actually um, going to a meeting for Sylvania Schools tonight, so I'm not actually doing the news at five and six tonight. I guess there will be no news tonight. I think Jeff's got it handled. What's happening at Sylvania Schools? Well, they asked me to be on this task force for a strategic planning leadership committee or something, so there's a meeting tonight I'm going to check out. Okay. It's not the usual drama of, like, how many whys are we going to have, (laughs) but sounds fun. (laughs) That's the funniest story. I love when that story pops up. Which one? Uh, like, oh, the YMCA and the, then the the, uh, mm-hmm. the the competing athletic facilities. This town's not I'm big enough. I'm actually hosting both of a us. forum on that. I'm hosting a forum on that on the 28th as well. Yeah, that will be something, isn't the? Uh, when's the the Cardi Wade showdown that you guys are hosting? That is on the 26th. Who's uh who's that moderating that? Jeff's moderating it. Um, Tim Miller. Tiffany Tarpley and I are going to create the panel. We will be on the panel. Very nice. Yes. Um, Yeah, lots of stuff happening. It's, I mean, there is never not something going on around here, both good and bad. A lot of good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you, so I made a big deal yesterday and then today on, on the air about like 475 being closed. Do you think people who live here are going to run into that over the weekend and have no idea what's going on? Well, I'm going to run into it because it goes, <laughs> that's where it goes up until Sylvania, right? 23 right. North. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. certain it's from 75 to 23. And yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, Oh, well, if I'm coming from downtown, I can't take 475 to go to the mall. But that also means people who like live off of Douglas and they want to get on can't. People who want to like get on from where the Best Buy in Kroger is can't. It's it's going to be something. Oh yeah, because it's from the split all the yep. way to Sylvania, right? And it's all closed. Yeah, for uh, from Friday. Seems like a what seems like a very 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 long distance to close for a bridge that needs to be repaired. That is nowhere near four seventy five and seventy five. But that uh that dump truck, I don't that person might have lost their life. But that was that was some damage that that thing did back in the summertime. Mm-hmm. But we've been driving on it every day. What's that? Driving over there. We've been driving over there every day. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're safe. Yes, you too. And all the people that go to the mall. Yes. Um, well, you owe me an official, a more official podcast visit another time, okay? Yes, we will do that. And I'm allowed to have guests again if you want to stop by before you pop into you work. You are? Yep, we're allowed to have people back masks? in. Are uh, No, you just have to be vaccinated and approved uh, and you you can't have a fake vax vax card like that hockey player, and you're good to go. Awesome! So cool. It's a podcast we'll it. date. I'm back. Um, am I supposed to meet you and Desmond for dinner tomorrow night? I thought it was Thursday. Thursday. Sorry, my days are all off. Uh, and where did you guys settle on? We didn't. Oh, okay. I, I thought that was still up in the air. All right, we got to well, work that out. Well, we'll work it out. Back to the group text. All right, sounds good. All right, bye. Go back to sleep. Bye. Bye.